Welcome to the Mount Rushmore Podcast. I'm Jeff Hopkins, and I'm joined by my very, very, very good friends, Richard Manfredi Hello. and Michael Winfield. Howdy. These guys spend most of their time arguing with each other about the Mount Rushmore of life, the four things that best represent a certain topic, and they've asked me to jump in and serve as judge and jury to decide who is right on our fan-submitted topic suggestion, and that is music for training montages. So I'm very excited because we've asked you to enter into the dialogue to give us suggestions for topics and one fan has and he goes by Aaron Space Museum and he's got a really rad band that we're going to plug later on but we're very grateful that he has suggested this topic because it's music he's a musician and we love training montages over here at the Mount Rushmore podcast since we record in a studio at the home of Michael Winfield so he would have home field advantage so he's going to give the first outing here to Richard Manfredi Richard what's your first choice all right so my first one and I suspect this will not be the last time we see a Rocky movie represented in this. I would, I, I, really, I think we could have just gone Rocky movie training montages. When Aaron about. first sent in this request, I think your your response was Rocky 1, Rocky 2, Rocky 3, and then Rocky 5. I don't know why you skipped Rocky 4. Because Rocky 5 is not the best. <laughs> it does not exist. That movie does not exist. So my first choice is the Gonna Fly Now song used in Rockies 1, 2, and 3 in the training montages. the most iconic scene of him training chasing the chicken which is not a euphemism for anything <laughs> actually just him chasing a chicken around a yard and then him jogging through uh, Philadelphia chickens. jogging through chickens and then winding up at the uh, on a giant chicken on a giant chicken and winding up on the uh, steps of Philadelphia courthouse I guess or city hall or almost something that's Philly who gives shit um, <laughs> it's weird I don't remember any of that stuff in the movie thank you <laughs> And then the second one is pretty much the exact same thing, except with a bunch of kids uh-huh. following him. Chasing around a bunch of kids. He's just chasing around <laughs> kids. It's interesting that there's a news or magazine article where they actually tracked how long his run was in Rocky Two. Thirty miles. Oh my god! You did like the actual like everything that he went past, and the kids chased him for seventeen miles. Oh my god! So two things would have happened here. One, if he actually did that, he would have been so dead by the time of the fight that there's no way he would have the legs to win. Secondly, those kids would have all died. We would have just scattered. The, the, the route would have been scattered with dead bodies all over the place. Well, as a training montage, maybe it just picked up different days that he maybe he ran five miles in one day and ran five miles on another day. And the same kids followed him over and over again? Those kids are dedicated fans. They, they do love them some Rocky Balboa. But I, just in terms of the song, it's... If you were to, take, to think about the training montage song that is most often used when some other piece of pop culture wants to have a training montage, mm-hmm. absolutely would be the, the, the gonna fly now. I mean, it's it's an iconic scene from an iconic movie. Well, my my um, my first choice is right along the same lines. I have four categories, um, but of my, course my, you do. But of course I do. But my my first one is under sports, and it is Eye of the Tiger from Rocky Three.
I don't remember there being. I would like to, to, to file a protest on this. That is not actually. I, I do not believe that is. Is that used as the as a training song? Because I think they use the Rocky, the, the Gonna Fly Now as the music for the beach training scene. No, it's Eye of the Tiger. Both? It's I think from when from when Rocky checks in with Apollo Creed at Tough Gym, Tough Gym. in Los Angeles. Right. Uh, the big training montage where all of them start off the same, where they're, they're not very good at whatever they're doing. Right. He's uh, he's trying to learn how to box, but then Apollo's like, nah, you gotta box fast and you gotta, feet gotta move fast and you got everything that has to be fast, which was opposed to whatever he'd done that almost won the championship. <laughs> Well, he did by being just kind of what a bruiser and right. just kind of clubbing people, just, but not, 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 not a clubber. No, someone, you say someone, like a someone out clubbered him. Right, uh, clubber Lang was just uh, stronger and tougher than him. So, so Rocky in, in Rocky Three had to get faster, right? Right, and so the entire training montage song is I thought that they started at least maybe with the Rocky music and then segged. I I, I watched the video of it and I, they didn't. But what made me, you know, you mentioned um, gonna fly now, and I wondered if the movies would be just better if in, in all four movies they use that for the training montage because by the time you get to Rocky 4 it's another terrible song it's um, oh, I have it somewhere down here oh you mean my second choice Hearts on Fire it's Hearts on Fire my second choice <laughs> <That's>, We're just tearing through them today. Let's so. just talk Rocky this movies. Is, this is going to be. We're a, just going to talk Rocky movies. Twelve minute podcast. Well, no, we can talk Rocky movie okay. music for a so while. Here, here's the thing. So the subject was was songs and training montages, right? So I felt that the training montage in Rocky Four was actually better than Rocky Three. In fact, maybe the greatest single scene in movie history. It could be because it showed Rocky working so hard and lifting rocks and running up hills and smashing trees down. And then, you know, uh, Ivan Drago was just... Getting pumped full of steroids. It's incredible. And but this song, Eye of the Tiger, is a much better song than Hearts on Fire. That's why I... It, well, it is. It went to number one. Hearts on Fire went where? 73. Yeah. Well, Bubba doesn't... How, how many Smith songs went number one, Michael, in the U.S.? That's why they were underrated. And well, that maybe, higher, maybe Hearts of Fire is maybe underrated. Maybe we should do a podcast on how they were the uh, Morsi, underrated. The Morsi crying montage. <laughs> the Morsi film. <laughs> All of his music videos are, are montages of him looking sad at like at like uh, James Dean's tractor That's or, right. or James Dean's bookstore or something. <laughs> but no, Hearts. I, I, I love Hearts on Fire. I think it's the perfect. By the way, it took me years to realize this. Hearts apostrophe s on fire, like the hearts on fire, mm-hmm. not hearts on fire. Like plural hearts are on fire, which would actually make more sense in the context, I guess, of the training sequence they show, because mm. it's two guys basically working out until their hearts are going to explode. So you would think maybe hearts plural on fire. But I, and, and, and it's very possible I cannot separate this training sequence <laughs> from the song because it is so goddamn brilliant. <laughs> I was re-watching it this morning and I think the best part is when he actually manages, manages to outrun the KGB <laughs> who are trailing him in the car. Well, he he, I mean, he got he got all that endurance and that speed from Rocky Rocky 1 when he ran 30 miles. Right, yeah. 
and then running through the beach. If yeah. you run through the beach, you can run through snow. But the best part is that they're chasing him in the car, and he goes, takes off to the mountain, and the car kind of half crashes, and one of the KGB goons tries to get out and chase after him and immediately does this, like, you know, slipping on a banana peel, like, <laughs> slip and fall, and it's like, well, yeah, of course, the Russians would know how to run yeah. in the snow. Okay, so does that mean we've each done our first? We've each done, you've done our first, and I think I've actually blown through my second. Oh, my now. gosh. Richard's gone through two of his. I just have one. I have uh, a couple more notes just to talk okay. about, since we're kind of grouping all of these Yeah, Rockies. I think the Rockies can all kind of get grouped into one. Um, Eye of the Tiger has been used a number of times by different uh, Republican uh, presidential candidates to indicate how tough they are and how much of the tiger's eye that they have. But Survivor <laughs> right. keeps knocking them down. Oh, yeah. Uh, Newt Gingrich and Mitt Romney, and they basically say, you know, Survivor sent them a cease and desist or settled out of Oh, really? Or just to sell them, don't, don't use our, our music. Meanwhile, um, the uh, Gonna Fly Now was used by Walter Mondale in his 1984 <laughs> campaign. So, uh, way to go. <laughs> Mike Huckabee also used it uh, as soon as known uh, Kathy Comics impersonator Kim Davis was let out of jail. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> and Survivor as well. Ah, sorry, just had to do that. Survivor as well told them to uh, told Mike Huckabee to knock it off. Uh, so Hearts on Fire is performed by John Gafferty wow. and the Beaver Brown Band. That's amazing. AKA Eddie and the Cruisers. Yeah, AKA not Bruce Springsteen, which yeah. we all thought they were when when, uh, when Dark Side, when Dark Side came, came out. Yeah. yeah. I, has any artist ever owed their career more to just soundtracks? Yeah. Than uh, maybe other maybe other than uh, Loggins. Loggins. Yeah. That's pretty much it, right? You got Loggins, maybe Christopher Cross. Or that John Williams guy. What a loser. Yeah, and a loser. Well, I don't know if either of us have this on our list. I, I certainly don't, and I hope you don't. Um, but the, uh, what was the song from Karate Kid? Oh, You're the Best? You're the Best. That is not a training montage. Right, that, right. Is. that was supposed to be for Rocky Two. Yeah. Or Rocky Three. 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 They're supposed to be for three. One of them, yeah. And, no, we and, will reveal later on who's going to put it on. <laughs> it is on somebody's list. Not yours truly, but perhaps the inspiration for this topic. Oh, did the, oh, uh, that's spoiler alert. Alert. Spoiler alert, and also, did the person who submit this screw up the whole topic? You might not know what he's talking about. I think, I think if it is, it's deep in irony, so we can, we, can, we can know that it's not entirely sincere. So, Richard, why don't you just give us one from Whole Cloth there? Since well, no, I mean, Michael's it? only given one. I've so. given one, Richard's given okay. two. Yeah, he's, right he's knocked out two. Right, okay. My next one is. I mean, um, I knocked out two with the Rocky movies. Ding, ding. Yep. Or as Apollo Creed does it, ding, ding. Uh, my next one is under studying, and it's the song Number One by Chaz awesome. Jankel. Also on my list. Also on his list. Number three goes on one for a token. Number four is the short straw, but it's broken. I'd give my all just to be number one. Number one is a heart. Uh, listen, at some point, you know, the, the worlds just collide. You know, at some point, they had to figure out who was actually on Mount Rushmore. Yeah. And they're like, okay. These are the five. These and then they the argued five. about whether or not Roosevelt should be on there or not. Yeah. So why do you like it, Michael? Uh, real, it's from the, it was in the feature in the movie Real Genius. And if you haven't seen the movie, it's the story of Mitch, who's a 15-year-old high school student who's going off to Pacific Technical University. Which is not Caltech. It's close. Mm-hmm. It's close to Caltech. Maybe not, you know. 
and he's brought in to help on a, pro- a laser project right. by a noted movie asshole William Atherton, uh, <laughs> aka Professor Jerry Hathaway. Right. And he's teamed up with uh, Chris Knight, who's played by Val Kilmer. And Chris Knight was the previous kind of poster boy, fifteen-year-old genius, and he's at the point where he's kind of uh, burned out. out. He's he sees the system for what it is, and there's this great. So the studying scene, like it's like they're all getting it together finally. Yeah, this is the scene. Wasn't he basically? Wasn't Chris basically told like he had one week to finish this, or there was like some sort of like if you screw up one more time, you're you're out of here. Yeah, and so the the entire sequence is of uh, him getting down to brass tacks and he's studying and he's actually reading and he's in the quad like reading books on I guess lasers because <laughs> that's what you do. And, like hot girls walk by and it's, it's using all of his willpower. Oh yeah, best double take of the, of the whole movie is hot. Oh, you see the legs of hot girls walk. Yes, yeah. he starts like biting his. He looks tongue up and he does like the whole like Tex Avery wolf sort of thing. <laughs> <laughs> um, but the song, number one, is all about being number one. It's not about being number two. No, you don't want to be number two. Mm. Number three. Uh, he lists all the way down to, I think, number seven? Well, it is a movie about science and math, Michael. Yeah. So you do want to get pretty in-depth. But I just I just love the scene, and I love that it has all the features of them having all, like, failure within the training. Yeah. I think that's a big part of these training montages. Mm-hmm. They get to the point where there's just, like, just fail. Like, you can't do it, and yeah. then, like, something, you know, something clicks. And it's also one of the rare examples of a non-sports-related training montage. Mm -hmm. It's really from the 80s. One of the ones I I don't think you... I don't know... Hopefully you don't have on your list. And this is your only comedy one I think you don't would be from Revenge of the Nerds. I don't, because that's not training. It's not not training, is it? They're building a house. Well, they're they're putting it back together. Yeah, I guess guess so. But that's also one of the other rare examples of that. Um, Chaz Jankel, by the way, uh, was the keyboardist and guitar player for Ian Drury and the Blockheads. So he co-wrote Sex and Drugs and Rock and Roll and Hit Me With Your Rhythm Stick. So he actually had this weird sort of like was like this punk rock guy uh-huh. and then wanted to become his film composer did for DOA and uh, K2 The Widowmaker <laughs> did that one as well so sequels K2. go great go chance yeah. um, I do like also that this is the second studying uh, montage in the movie yes the other one was Unfalling by the Comset Angels and that one just it's just not as good a montage didn't make it is there a time in your life where oh, you, just part of this podcast. you wish you had a soundtrack to kind of kick you into gear some moments uh, where you wish that some kind of inspiration would come from either the the, the heavens uh, the, music music which is down and, and speakers would blast through I mean this this might speak speak for me but Richard and I played on a kickball team an adult kickball team back in the day mm-hmm. competitive the, adult kickball the number, the number three kickball team in the world at one point according to us number one most and, and actually tournaments and tournaments and uh, number one most entertaining we were on the awesome helicopter ninjas and in our first season together I made a, I think I made a CD for everyone on the team that was called getting it together music. <laughs> it, did, it did feature this song amongst uh, a couple of others. That's right. I don't know. I, I guess my motivation to work out is pretty minimal. Like, I don't mean like when I'm actually working out, I need some put me up. I just mean getting my fat ass to out the, the door, yeah. out of bed, get the Cheetos off of my gut, you know, remove the cap from my chest, yeah. do that sort of stuff. I think this music usually covers the moment that we know it doesn't really exist is where you do it in an instant. Where right, you actually yeah. have some kind of inspiration when true change always comes from just grueling horrible hard work that's never inspiring. Yeah, because when I'm actually at the gym and putting in my good 25 minutes on the on the elliptical yeah, podcast, I got podcasts on or something. I'm not actually listening to music to pump me up. I'm yeah. just sort of like zoned out at that point. The guy you're writing piggyback on is listening to music. <laughs> poor guy. Poor, poor bastard. <laughs> so let's take a break, put on some montage music and get inspired and pumped and come back. But while we're breaking, here's some air and space museum music. 
the break, a controversy came up, and we have resolved it. But let's go back and tell the people what happened. Well, it appears that the song "Eye of the Tiger" by Survivor, as great a song as it was, wasn't actually part of the training montage. No. It was. Uh, it is in fact going to fly now. It was going to fly now. It was part of the opening montage of Rocky just beating ass. Yeah, kicking the kicking the ass of tomato cans. Holly giving sideways side eyes to uh, Adrian at some point. The uh, the actual. Uh, song that was played during the training montage was Bill Conti's Gonna Fly Now. And it's like the disco version of it. So it's like the, the I think the one carried over from Rocky 2. Yeah, it's great. What's, so uh, how weird is throughout the 80s Gonna Fly Now was actually playing throughout the entire 80s just in air. So do you, as well as I as Do you think that it would have been a better training montage if it used Eye of the Tiger versus Gonna Fly Now? 100% it would have. Yeah, of course it would have. Because at what, a, what a directorial screw up that was. At the beginning of the movie he doesn't have the Eye of the Tiger. He had the eye of the tiger. He won. He's just continuing yeah. to do his whatever it is he's doing, his winning and fighting tomato cans. And but, not having any heart. No, and but by the time he gets to having you know, having his rematch with Clever Lang, oh, so, All right, so this this makes me have to go back. Jeff as a judge, right? Oh, you gotta go back. You gotta you can't not have four. Can't have, can't have so four okay, I gotta scrub Eye of the Tiger, and I'm just gonna go and take away one of Richards. Ooh, what? I'm just gonna use uh, gotta fly now, but oh, no. hey, come, come on. on. You can't do that. I'm just going to eliminate one of your choices oh, this with is one such, of my this choices. Is such hot garbage. No, this is like gamesmanship. Okay, this is, no, no, this if is, you hadn't brought it up during the break, I would have been fine until the listeners uh, wrote in and told me I was an idiot. But I, uh, I, I, all I have to say is I believe that the judge will understand who was right in the right in this situation and who was a giant freaking dope. Richard is pulling out his wallet right now. Unfortunately, little, little flies are flying out of the wallet. <laughs> got some yarn. <laughs> Uh, get some so why don't, why don't we consider the listeners and move on to a new song that has not been spoken of yet? Oh, I think it's my choice then. Yeah, like, go ahead and screw something else up, Michael. All right, this is my dance choice, and this is Let's Hear It for the Boy Ooh. from the movie Footloose. Yeah. And maybe he don't dress fine, but I don't really Because every time he pulls me near, I just want to cheer. This really has to be paired with... Are you sure that's not in the opening credits, Michael? 100% sure this time. Ooh. 95% sure this time. <laughs> Going right down to 80% sure this time. Who, who was this song performed uh, This was by Denise Williams uh, in the movie uh, Footloose from 1984. This is a movie about Ren McCormick, who uh, has to move to a small town. When he gets to that small town, he learns that rock and roll and dancing is not allowed. I believe that town is very foot tight <laughs> at the beginning of the movie. I guess it was uh, not allowed because of the devil. Right. And it's the devil's music and dancing is, is devilish. And, and John Lithgow said so. That's right. And John Lithgow yeah. tells you uh, pretty much to do it. So <laughs> I've heard that Kevin Bacon, when he attends a wedding, will give $50 to the DJ to not play Footloose at the wedding. Oh, like the, the end song during the... Or, I, yeah. No, just like at any point. At yeah. any point. No, but I mean like the song during like the big dance. The actual Kenny Loggins Footloose song. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. That makes sense. And he has confirmed that. I would do yeah, that too. Yeah. yeah. If I was famous for I would also pay the DJ $100 to say screw it and play it anyway. What's funny about that you've chosen a... Has anyone chosen a Loggins? And this is a 
relevance heavy movie, of course, but you've not chosen a log. I don't believe. I don't believe the login songs are really montage, montage training songs. Mm-hmm. I looked up Danger Zone, and that's there's a lot of it's a montage mm-hmm. of like flying. Yeah, yes. uh, and there I guess they were training exercises. So if you wanted to get really technical, you could have said the eh, training montage, but mm-hmm. felt like that. You know, being being the upstanding moral person that I am, mm-hmm. that I don't you know game the system. That's right. Yeah, but I, I chose not to. Me, I'm a scumbag, <laughs> <laughs> and so uh, Ren befriends uh, Willard in this town and. And shocker, he can't dance. Ooh. He can't even snap his fingers. You know why he can't? He's Chris Penn. <laughs> so there's this great uh, training montage to the song, Let's Hear It For The Boy, which is just an upbeat. It's like, it's on the other side of the coin of uh, I'm Walking On Sunshine. Yeah. Like, if you're playing one of those two songs, you're happy. <laughs> is, you know? it, is it like the black Walking On Sunshine? I feel like that song makes, <laughs> yes. this makes Paula Abdul seem like Leonard Cohen. This, this <laughs> song. Serious morning methodical. Well, he takes he takes this kid through all the steps, literally and figuratively. Yeah. You know, it's just a, a good old country it's boy. Good stuff. Dance. Would you accept the Would you say that Chris Penn's foot was significantly looser by the end of this? Indeed. So, uh, Richard. Well, my last one, I am going a little bit in, unconventional here, at least in terms of the type of song that we've heard, because these have all been pretty upbeat. And a I hope it's built funky, songs. Yeah. It is from Rocky Eight, which has not been released yet. <laughs> no, I'm going with the Chariots of Fire theme uh, by Ben Gailas. It's actually on the soundtrack just called Titles because it's actually played over the titles, which I think makes it really interesting uh, from the standpoint that kind of the what we've seen so far, the stock training montage that's dead in the middle of usually start of Act 3 and Act 2 sort of thing. Mm-hmm. It's about one of the few training montages I can think about which actually starts the movie with the training montage. Mm-hmm. And it's the scene with them, you know, running on the beach. I mean, the movie's about the, uh, the 1912, 1912 Olympics, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, and the British and American athletes are going to be uh, going to that. So it's just scene of the, the British team kind of running on this beach. Again, another beach theme. A lot of beaches today. A lot of... <laughs> they weren't in short shorts. Beaches be crazy, Michael. With their with their junk flopping around, though. Yeah, they're, 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 they're very... Res- I mean, the English are very reserved. Yeah, even for being like the you know, swimwear in the early 19th or early 20th century, still longer than what Rocky and uh, Apollo were wearing. <laughs> uh, but it's also really interesting because it's a period piece, but it's this very modern... Synth-driven yeah. soundtrack, which probably on paper shouldn't work, but in practice it really works. And that's again another song that was used a lot. Whenever people kind of want the dramatic, inspirational type music, it was used. It's actually the background that was music that was played during the medal ceremonies at the uh, 2012 London Olympics. Hmm. Wasn't that famously parodied with Rowan Atkinson? Yes, in the 2012 Olympics, yeah. the yeah. opening ceremony. Yeah, same, same Olympics. Yeah, yeah. that yeah, having 2012 is yeah. 2012. They're the same number. Oh, sorry. I'm sorry. I thought you said that. Having yeah, survived uh, um, these eras in which gonna fly and chariots and seen it used in so many ABC Wild World, Wild World of Sports packages, <laughs> right. it was unironically. It was also the music that Steve Jobs used as the intro music when he gave the first presentation, mm-hmm. the big presentation on the Apple computer back in 1984. Mm-hmm. You know what I think is interesting? We talked about uh, music for training 
opening montages, but if we were a bunch of directors of photography or camera persons, we might talk about frame rates because every training montage incorporates slow-mo. Right. And there's no fast-paced training montage So because the way you get better, faster, stronger is by going slower, slower, <laughs> slower. Because that's how you can see all of the emotion in the people's faces yeah. when Rocky's face is like contorting. It's melting off right. of his head. <laughs> you know, one Which I think just happens so naturally throughout the course of the 80s, but go on. I've read that that film, Chariots of Fire, they were able to get many, I think it was Sam Neill, there were a couple different leading men of British cinema by telling them all they were the star of the film. And so that in that running scene right. was at the beginning where many of them, I think, didn't realize they weren't the star of the movie. So they were trying to run out to the front? <laughs> they were trying They're to actually racing because they thought, well, I'm the star of this movie, so yeah. I should be the guy who's up front. Yeah. I mean, you kind of created a competition this way. So Evangelis, I think Evangelis, real name, Evangelos Odysseus Papathanasio. Why wouldn't you go by that? I know, right? Well, there's another one that is in SAG. Oh, okay. <laughs> so instead of like becoming like the third one. E.O. Pathanasios, he just decided to go. The musician or the guy who runs the Euros place <laughs> on the corner. Also did the music for Blade Runner. I love that. Which soundtrack. is another great soundtrack. Yeah. So, I mean, not necessarily a one-hit wonder in terms mm -hmm. of soundtracks. So, what, have we done our finals? No, I have one more to go. Mm -hmm. And it's funny because everything that we've talked about has been set in the 80s. It's either been yeah. recorded in the 80s. Uh, the last one that I'm choosing was recorded in 2001, oh. but set in the 80s. Whoa. Uh, I'm going with, it's under my parody category, of higher and higher uh, from the movie Wet Hot American Summer. Hi, Plurry. <laughs> is very cognizant of the film, film tropes, the film tropes yeah. and the montage and even takes from like all three of kind of the things that I'd spoken about where there is a sequence where, well, I'll set it up. There's a sequence where uh, Coop, who's our hero of the story, is distraught because the love of his life, Katie, just uh, left him. She for, was actually never with for him. Paul, for Paul Rudd. Yeah, she was actually never with him. Right. But he's just devastated and uh, Well, didn't they like start to hook up like in the in the shed and then she decided to go back Paul Rudd? Yeah, they swapped uh, sweaters. Swap. Yeah. It's bad. Yeah. That's not a euphemism. They literally just swap sweaters. And uh, he's distraught and all of a sudden out of nowhere, Gene, the chef, just comes up behind him and uh, tells him that he's time for him to learn a new way. Yeah. And the entire sequence is him learning to dance and he can't dance and him learning to run and he can't run and him getting very spiritual and becoming one with himself. And possibly, I think, joining a, a self-help group or some sort of like <laughs> yeah. uh, Alcoholics Anonymous. I don't know what's happening in that. <laughs> crying in a circle with bathrobes. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> but the last sequence is just ripped from Rocky 3 where they're, where they're running yeah. and then ends on a freeze frame of them jumping into each other's arms in the air. So it's, it's worth it. I, I did rewatch this scene this morning as I was prepping for this and I kind of didn't put this on because I was 100% sure you were going to. I love this movie. I remember I first, I first saw this movie because I really like John Benjamin mm -hmm. just as a voice from like home movies. Dr. Cats and yeah, Dr. Cats. Yeah. 
and I never seen I never saw this movie and then I was just like I was like oh my god I was looking at everything he'd ever done and it was like he was a can of can of mixed veg right <laughs> and then the first time I saw it, I was like this movie is terrible and then numbers two through a hundred are incredible yeah even more incredible so I'm just watching the scene again are Showalter's legs naturally that un, kind of weird hairy I think so because if you watch it's like not very hairy but the hairs that he has are pretty long <laughs> and it's really disturbing and I almost thought well maybe he like half shaved his like did like a half a nair job or something just to get that sort of like 16 year old look or maybe he's just a weird looking dude so it was, it was camp so he really shouldn't have had the beads all on there it was really, really strange <laughs> right so I, I Richard do you have any more are we at four and four I think, I think we're that's done it. we're all completely right. I'm sorry screwed for, up this format everybody as a judge I've got one job and that's to count entries and I just got so confused um, and as a judge I have one moment to shine and I'm going to use my moment to put in my judge's pick for a emotional training montage it, it, it's not going to fly now is it <laughs> I will be out the door if that happens <laughs> clearly I hadn't been listening the entire time. So the song that appears in many movies, the movie Kingpin, Hot Tub Time Machine, Funny People, Sky High, Going the Distance, Since You've Been Gone, 200 Cigarettes, and I think a few more. Usually at that moment where the character realizes they need to change something or the life they knew has ended, the girl they wanted has moved on. It's usually a scene where somebody's watching somebody drive away in a car and they wave or it's raining outside or somebody snubs a cigarette on the ground and then walks forward and to their new life. It's called Save It For Later by the English Beat and was on their third album, Special Beat Service. off of this rhythmic thing and then gets into a kind of a fun rocky thing and then it's got some horrible saxophone that goes throughout. I love this song. Yeah. I do too. And the cover that was on the 200 cigarette soundtrack? Who's that by? Harvey Danger. Harvey Danger. Uh, Did you just see mine? Oh a no. flagpole sit up. <laughs> version of this song to my dog Uno who has you know as dogs do has a middle name so I sing Uno Cerveza instead of Save Uno Cerveza I can go get a guitar if we would like to we're going to go serenade each other we're having a love fest hey Jeff what were uh, Aaron's picks I'm going to pull that out see Aaron picked a couple that we've talked about Aaron picked Higher and Higher from Wet Hot American Summer yep yep and Let's Hear It For The Boy by uh, In Footloose what he also picked Meet Me Halfway Over The Top finally Loggins got represented in here and he picked Hearts on Fire from yeah, Rocky IV. There we go. Oh. And Aaron inspired this, and Aaron inspires all the tunes that are performed by Aaron Space Museum. You can read about those songs and their performances and probably download their music at aaronspacemuseum.com. That's double A-R-O-N Space Museum. And they have social media you can follow on the Twitter and the Facebook. You're doing that just to get Michael angry, yep. right? At Space Museum are there, is their Twitter. And then uh, the Facebook is... 
Aaron was to a Space Museum music, so he, he's been good to us. You'd be good to him. Check yeah, it out. Yeah, Aaron's a good dude. I'd like to point out, I've known Aaron probably for 10 years, and he's been he's used that Aaron Space Museum kind of handle on emails, social media, MySpace, Tribe.net, I don't know, for all this time. Literally, as we were sitting down to do the podcast today, I just now got, I just now got the pun. <laughs> just now got it. Just got it. Like, oh, Air and Space Museum. Oh, my God. So, yeah, I'm, 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 I'm a dope. Well, uh, Richard is stupid in life, but Richard is the winner today. What? Yeah, there was a little guy named Mikey Winfield who was really petty when he kind of learned that a lot of his choices weren't in any movies he thought they were actually in. He thought all the Rocky uh, music was in was awful. the Charles Schultz Peanuts films. He's applying uh, one thing to everything. Yeah, and, uh, and Richard did pick some really great songs, many of them Michael also picked, but he wasn't a wussy about it. So yeah. um, Richard's choices were, of course, Gonna Fly Now from Rocky 2 and Rocky 3. Rocky 1. And Rocky 1. Hearts on Fire, a number one from Real Genius, and Chariots of Fire. So uh, I think we've had a good time talking about these films, and I think it was fun to kind of analyze why training montage music is even there. Yeah, and I think, Michael, you just need to train a little harder. Yeah. Come back strong next time. Got to get the eye of the tiger. Let's have Bill Conte take us out. <laughs> Wait, did you say Bill Cosby take us out? Because <laughs> no, I don't. I'm not drinking anything. No. <laughs> All right, this has been the Mount Rushmore Podcast. I'm, I have been Jeff. I'm Richard. I remain Michael. Michael.